0: Preventing leadership fatigue and burnout. We know leaders often thrive with challenge. However, when the challenge is a prolonged one, such as this period of COVID-19 crisis, leaders need to ensure that they're able to sustain the test of time. So prioritizing mental well-being is just as essential for leaders in a time of crisis as it is for your employees. And maintaining a work-life balance is vital to prevent burnout. I saw someone this week say it's important to handle your leadership role with tricks to avoid fatigue but I think they're more than tricks. There are things that you can do to ensure that you implement a balance that supports your performance so that you're working and living in a way that enhances your overall professional and personal well-being. Welcome back to the Lessons for Leaders podcast. You know that each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease without the stress, doubt, overwhelm and everything else that gets thrown into the mix so that you can increase your performance and be resilient and thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach and workplace trainer, helping you and your workforce make the impact that you want in the world. On this episode, I'm talking about why it's so important that we make sure that we look after the leaders in the workplace as well as those teams that are working so hard for us. There's been an awful lot of companies getting in touch with me about having some uh, webinars and online workshops and my most popular topics at the minute are quite indicative of the time with it being about work-life balance, about setting healthy boundaries while you're working from home, um, managing stress, um, balancing your resilience, those are really popular topics. But then what I'm also doing is following up with people after that in the recognition that the leaders are working incredibly hard too. Now, whether that's board leadership or HR leadership, for me, it doesn't matter. But all of these people are kind of supporting the supporters and working really, really hard with everything that's been going on about what's happening in the business and furlough and trying to keep up with everything when it changes on a day-by-day basis. And so by ensuring that we don't forget about the support that leaders and the leadership team might need, we can ensure that the whole company is supported. So this is exactly what I'm going to talk about today to just help you to be able to recognise some of the areas that you need to make sure that you don't miss out on and recognise what aspects might then begin to be business critical for you. And of course, I am taking phone calls from people who do want to talk to me about how I can help you with your wellbeing plans, with your leadership and the performance, either individually or in the teams. So if you want to book a call with me, you can get in touch at emma at emmalankton.com and we can talk about the different ways it's possible to be able to support the health and mental wellbeing in your team. And then before I dive into today's episode, do please, if you enjoy this, please go over and leave a review. I know it's not the easiest thing to do, but if you look for the small box that says leave a review, and if you are really struggling, drop me a message and I can send you some instructions so that you can navigate your way through that really easily. There's no point making it difficult for you, is there? So I can help you with that too, because the reviews really help uh, to be able to highlight to other people um, what they're going to like about the podcast and what's going to be helpful for them to be able to listen to. So speaking of listening, let's get on with today's episode. So I talk about preventing leadership fatigue and burnout. And as I said, leaders are often known to be people that might thrive in times of challenge and in these times of COVID-19 the pressure has been immense so we need to ensure that leaders in the organizations are able to sustain the level of work that they need to do for the length of time they need to do it. So A failure to look after oneself can result in fatigue and burnout. I think it's quite well known uh, that a lot of leaders do uh, get to burnout. When we look at what burnout is, it's characterised by emotional exhaustion and usually attributed to a professional role that someone might have. Maintaining work-life balance is vital to preventing burnout. The difficulty, though, is that often fatigue and burnout happen because a leader does love their job or feel a sense of responsibility or struggle to delegate. In fact, there can be a host of differing factors because everyone is different. The important thing is to ensure that you know what affects you and more helpfully that you're able to spot the signs in your leadership team as well. As I said in the intro, I saw somebody say that it's important um, to have some tricks to avoid the fatigue, but I think it's more than tricks. It needs to be kind of lifestyle and mindset adjustments because there are lots of things that you can do to ensure that you implement a balance that supports your performance. So it isn't necessarily about giving stuff up or working less, but it's about working and living in a way that supports your overall professional and personal well-being the first thing is to be able to spot the signs so it is about knowing yourself or knowing your leadership team there can be a number of signs a lot of them are physiological so a lot of people get ibs or gastrointestinal disorders headaches sleep issues problems with the immune system, or even just getting ill really frequently, kind of more frequently than the next person. And then admitting that there's a problem can be a tough one for the leaders that I work with. Often they come to me because they know that they are struggling or that their health's not great or they're not able to engage as much as they have done it in the past. Or they can't quite pinpoint a specific area where the struggle starts. Or they're trying to look for one key area. And they come to me because they don't want to admit to their CEO or to their board that they are struggling. The thing is that often it's not just one thing. It's that kind of collective build-up. So it doesn't mean that you have to stop work or do less, as we'll discuss. It's often about doing things differently. But the key is to acknowledge that there is a problem, that you've got an issue or that you're struggling in some shape or form. It doesn't mean you're any less capable of doing it. It just means that once you've spotted the signs, then you actually, you're halfway to solving the problem (laughs) as long as you make sure you do something about it rather than just go, yeah, 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 I've got a problem, so I'll carry on as normal. What's that quote about doing the same thing? I want you to recognise that we need to do away with decision fatigue. Decision fatigue is a real thing. And it happens because when there's a prolonged situation that is stressful or demanding. (laughs) Ring any bells for this time of COVID-19? What happens is the thinking part of your brain, the prefrontal cortex, the bit on sort of behind your forehead, if you like, can become overloaded and essentially it's worn out. And what that means is that the basic functions and decision decision makings and judgments and strategic thinking all become clouded. So it's really difficult to make a decision. So when you've got a leader that's under pressure to make difficult or severe decisions each and every day, they can find that they have an increased difficulty in doing so. So they might become indecisive or might not be able to assimilate information easily. So then actually even some really simple decisions can become a problem. I have people come to me and they're like, I can't even make a decision about what to eat which way to go to, somewhere or other, you know, or even what to wear. Apparently, Barack Obama only wore black and blue suits so that he reduced the decisions that he had to make each day and therefore keep his brain free for some of the bigger decisions. And that's such a simple thing to do, to reduce the amount of pressure that's going to come with decision fatigue. Have you ever found that you get the best ideas or decisions when you're in the shower, perhaps, when you're out for a walk? And that's because you've taken that mental step back and given your brain a chance to rest, to recover, and then it's able to decide. So when I have people that come to me and they say, yeah, 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 but if I take a step back, I know that I'm going to have to come back and there's going to be just as much there or even more there. But the thing is, when I go into the detail of kind of the stress management, you know, or the resilience and how your brain works, then you begin to understand that taking that brain break, if you like, is actually more effective because you come back and you're refreshed. And you're able to make decisions much more quickly, much more easily. You can take on board the information much better. And then you can get through that workload. So it might be even simple things like breathing techniques or a way of relaxing that meets your needs, or even just adding in some healthy restorative time, as I'll talk about in a minute. By creating that brain break, you're able to make better decisions more quickly and more easily. And that gets you through the workload. So this is where addressing the stress comes in. So when we make a plan to address the stress, because essentially your brain has got stressed and overloaded. When we make a plan to address the stress and look at any underlying cause for the stress, that's absolutely key. Leaders usually like this idea initially because they're usually goal and action focused. However, (laughs) then they don't like the tough stuff that comes in when I have them look at themselves. But we get there. So when we're looking at personal and professional activities and areas where there's a struggle, we look at things that are missing. We look at areas that need more. We look at what needs Enable you to make a plan. And this is where you're looking at adding in healthy restorative aspects. And so for this, we're talking about different areas of your life. So we might be talking about physical, emotional, mental health, sometimes spiritual. We might be looking at social aspects. Where is there fun in your life? Because that's restorative. It really you know, having a having a laugh connecting with people, releases the feel-good chemicals, which then release the stress chemicals. So what support do you have? Is there one friend or a group of friends where you can be totally honest and say today was an absolute nightmare? Are you eating well? Are you grabbing stuff on the go? Are you skipping meals? What's your sleep pattern like? Or are you awake at four in the morning? do you take time off properly? Really, do you take time off? One of the common things that I'm hearing at the minute is it's really difficult because, you know, my home is my workplace or, oh, well, I just log on again, you know, after the kids have gone to bed because there's not a lot else to do and there's loads of work to get through. But you need to take that time off properly. One chap I um, worked with, this was a good few years ago, this wasn't in the uh, COVID situation, but he got told by his family that they knew when he wasn't listening to their conversations. And so they used to add in random crazy sentences like, oh, there's a pink elephant coming now and see if he noticed. Most of the time he didn't, but they got lots of fun and hilarity from it. But he missed it all. And so he wasn't listening, but he was missing out on the fun and the connection and things as well. So when you've assessed the stress, you need to establish some goals and address the gaps and blocks that are there. And now I really would advise here that you also have some sort of accountability strategies to help make the plan really effective and get the results that you want much more quickly. So whether you make yourself accountable to people in your household, to a coach, to a colleague, to somebody, to anybody, really. But often people are accountable to me when they're working one-to-one with me um, so that we're checking in. How did you get on with that? Have you done this, that, da, da, da. We know about the power of accountability. You know, that's really good for you. And then you need to be looking at mastering your mindset. That sounded a bit bossy, does not it? You need to be looking, Um, but you do. (laughs) And I always say, you can't control what happens on the outside, but you can control what happens on the inside, which means that you are in control of what you think. You're in control of how you think and how that impacts the way that you respond. So when you're working on your mindset, it means you can make the changes to help you work on any fatigue and prevent burnout. So we might look at, here's some examples, and this isn't the be all and end all, but here's some examples. You might think about, you might need to rethink delegation. Sometimes in coaching, we look at what's stopping someone from delegating, and it might be personal for everyone. It might be things like a lack of trust. Are not wanting to be let down by people not doing things that you ask them to do. Um, or thinking it's easier to just do it myself. But I want to say that you don't need to be a superhero. I often ask people, what's the best thing that you can do as a leader to help develop your team? And often... If you want to think about that for a minute, just pause the podcast. But often... The answer is to give them some responsibility. So then I'm usually saying, and when are you going to do that, (laughs) right? It might be that you need to look at boundaries. My favourite subject, as you might know if you've listened to any of the other episodes, it might be that you need to say no to things instead of saying yes and taking on more and more. Or it might be that you need to say yes. Instead of no, particularly if you've got somebody that says, shall I look into this? And you're going, no, no, it's fine, I'll do it. You might need to say, yes, please, that'd be great. Come back to me with, come back to me by then and, you know, set the deadlines and boundaries. Think about what will happen if you're not there. If you're going to do everything yourself, then things will fail anyway. If you allow others in to support you with the work, then you're setting yourself up for some wins. There's always a million ways that we can change our mindset. So exploring what's going on with yours is the first step in that. And for me, one client is never the same as the next. We might follow a vague path, but the answers the you know, the issues, the things that come up, they're never the same. They might have a theme But it's never the same. And that's why I love working with leaders. And so when we look at preventing burnout or mastering the mindset and ensuring that we help leaders stop the fatigue and recognize all the signs, and we can address the things that are causing the stress, the impact has wide-reaching effects on their team and often the entire company because it changes a leader's approach and then they are also more likely to promote a good work-life balance across the organisation too. Because when you've worked with leaders to get them to see the value in how work-life balance enhances productivity and performance and what good work-life balance looks like rather than just work harder work harder what happens is they advocate it, they share the message. And so they walk the talk, essentially. And then that's good for the mental well-being of everybody in the company because it's being demonstrated and they lead by example. So I hope that's been helpful for you. As ever, if you have any questions at all about today's episode, drop me an email, emma at emmalankton.com. And if you want to talk to me about increasing your performance personally or professionally, whether that's for leaders or in your teams, then just get in touch with me or head over to my website at emmalankton.com and we can book an appointment straight into my diary to save all that to win and throw in and fro in. And we can talk about what might be possible to help you too. So until next time, have a great week. Don't work too hard. And I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye for now.